0: It's January 12th, 2023, and this is your DSR Daily Brief. I'm Grant Haver.
1: And I'm Chris Cotnor.
0: Our top stories from international outlets this morning. The BBC is reporting that another expected rally for supporters of former Brazilian President Jair Bolsonaro failed to materialize with only three soft-spoken protesters appearing. Earlier in the week, flyers and announcements spread on social media called on protesters to come to Brasilia to retake power, prompting a federal security intervention that saw military forces deployed to take charge of police and security duties in the city. Ahead of the planned rally, authorities announced that demonstrators would be subject to bag searches Forced to pass through metal detectors, and prohibited from carrying objects that could potentially be used as makeshift weapons, such as metal flagpoles. While protests fizzled nationwide, on social media, some supporters of the former president speculated that the potential rallies were government ploys to entrap potential opponents.
1: Protests against Peruvian President Dina Boularte's government that have left 48 people dead since they, since they began a month ago spread through the south of the Andean country yesterday with new clashes reported in the tourist city of Cusco, according to the AP. Health officials in Cusco said 37 civilians and 6 police officers were injured after protesters tried to take over the city's airport. Protests and road blockades against Bilarte and in support of ousted President Pedro Castillo were also seen in 41 provinces, mainly in Peru's south. On Tuesday, Peru's government announced a three-day curfew from 8pm to 4am in Puno.
0: People in China have been warned against traveling to visit their elderly relatives during the Lunar New Year holiday as COVID spreads rapidly through cities and into regional and poorer areas. The holiday period, which begins on the 21st of January, was supposed to be a return to festivities and travel after the lifting of most COVID restrictions in December. But instead, it is coinciding with a wave of infections. Health authorities said this week the peak of infections had passed in several big provinces and cities, including Beijing and Shanghai, but there are serious concerns for regional areas where health resources are more limited and older people are more likely to be unvaccinated. However, these assessments should be taken with a grain of salt as the Chinese government stopped publishing most infection data since the sharp rise began and holds an extremely limited definition of COVID-related deaths, counting it only if the patient died of respiratory failure.
1: Elsewhere, according to Deutsche Welle, the European Court of Justice, ECJ, on Thursday ruled against discrimination against self-employed workers because of their sexual orientation in Poland. The Polish government, which has long been accused of promoting homophobia, has been embroiled in a long-running fight with the EU over the independence of the country's courts. The case revolves around a television freelancer who was effectively fired after he published a song that promoted tolerance towards same-sex couples. The nationwide broadcaster TP, which had employed the man for seven years from 2010 to 2017, refused to sign a new contract for his editing services because of the man's sexual orientation. The man sued the broadcaster in Warsaw for damages and compensation but was unsuccessful. The ECJ noted that the EU Law on Equal Treatment in Employment and Occupation, known as Directive 2000-78, protects against discrimination, including against a person's sexual orientation.
0: Al Jazeera reports that the leaders of Australia and neighboring Papua New Guinea say they are finalizing a new security treaty, a move seen as a challenge to China's growing assertiveness in the Pacific region. Australian Prime Minister Anthony Albanese said earlier this morning, that he expected negotiations to conclude in April and the treaty details, of which have not been released, to be signed in June. The proposed bilateral security treaty will cover defense, with discussions underway over troop training and joint operations in addition to issues such as climate change and cybersecurity. Albany said the economic and security interests of Australia and Papua New Guinea were inseparable, hours after being the first foreign leader to address Papua New Guinea's parliament since the nation of 10 million people gained independence in 1975.
1: According to Kenya's The Nation, Kinshasa accused Rwanda of using refugees for political purposes on Wednesday after its central African neighbor said it would no longer take in people fleeing violence in the Democratic Republic of Congo. Rwandan President Paul Kagame said Monday that his country cannot keep hosting refugees, stoking already high tensions between the two countries. The Democratic Republic of Congo government responded angrily on Wednesday and said the comments were proof that human rights have no value for the Rwandan president. The refugees were being used for political purposes, Muyaya said, accusing Kigali of trying to divert international attention from the responsibility of Rwanda. The Democratic Republic of Congo, along with the United States and several European countries, has repeatedly accused Rwanda of backing the Tutsi-led rebels, although Kigali denies the charge.
0: Reuters is reporting that Malaysia has said it would stop exporting palm oil to the European Union in response to a new EU law aimed at protecting forests by strictly regulating sale of the product. The law bans sale of palm oil and other commodities linked to deforestation, unless importers can show that production of their specific goods has not damaged forests. The EU is a major palm oil importer, and the law agreed to in December has raised an outcry from Indonesia and Malaysia. Environmental activists blame the palm oil industry for rampant clearing of Southeast Asian rainforests, though Indonesia and Malaysia have created sustainability certification standards mandatory for all plantations.
1: In lighter news from the AP, lizards that once dwelled in forests but now slink around urban areas have genetically morphed to survive life in the city, researchers have found. The Puerto Rican crested anole, a brown lizard with a bright orange throat fan, has sprouted special scales to better cling to smooth surfaces like walls and windows, and grown larger limbs to sprint across open areas, scientists say. We are watching evolution as it is unfolding, said Kristen Winchell, a biology professor at NYU and the main author of a study published Monday in the Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences. As urbanization intensifies around the world, It's important to understand how organisms adapt and humans can design cities in ways that support all species, Winchell said. The scientists chased after dozens of lizards for their study, catching them with their hands or using fishing poles with a tiny lasso to snag them.
0: DSR Daily Brief branded tiny fishing poles with lassos are available on our website. That's all the news we have for you today. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe so that more people can find the show. If you have a tip, topic, or correction you'd like to flag for us, please email us at podcasts at thedsrnetwork.com. Members of the DSR Network will receive an evening newsletter version of the DSR Daily Brief and bonus weekend briefs. If you aren't a member, go to the DSRnetwork.com and become a member to make sure you never miss any of our analysis. If you want more in-depth discussion of these issues, be sure to follow the links in the show notes to read our sources and tune into our sister podcasts on the DSR network. Stay safe and stay tuned to the DSR Daily Brief.